Welcome back to another episode of America Versus. Due to some technical difficulties, the interview with Nika will not be this week. Instead, we are here with Iona Scott, a middle school teacher from Romania who experienced firsthand what it is like to be a child during a time of civil unrest and revolution. Hey, Ms. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Jake? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Alrighty. Uh, tell me, where are you from? Originally, I am from Cluj, Napoca, Romania. Describe your old home for me. So, we lived in the city. Um, I'm not going to give you, because as a history teacher, I'm not going to give you the whole background history of why. But um, we lived on the, I think, seventh floor of an eight-story apartment complex. And it was, I think, like roughly one bedroom. Um, it was my mom and dad, and myself and two other siblings, so five. In one bedroom apartment. Nice. Yeah, and um, I remember my mom having to fill the bathtub up with uh, water um. to make sure that when my dad got home, he had water that he could um, clean himself in. Because I guess by the end of the day, the apartment complex had like either used up the ration or whatever. And so she wanted to make sure he had water. What led your parents to decide to immigrate to the U.S.? Okay, so my dad came first um, in 1987 or 88. I don't know that year exactly. It was definitely a few years before we came. So my dad came first. He actually escaped. Um, and then um, a couple years later, after the revolution, he was able to fill out all the paperwork. And one of the goals at the time was to have families that were separated reunited. So families that had people like a dad or a mom in the United States for whatever reason, um, which, you know, be reunited with the rest of their family, children or spouses. And so um, once my dad filled out the paperwork, we were able to join him in the United States. Describe for me, you mentioned like revolution. Yes. Uh, describe what was going on during the time in Romania. Okay, so the year I was born, and I usually, um, as a history teacher, in order to really teach history without like having an emotional breakdown, you tend to just look at the numbers. You look at statistics, you look at numbers, and you kind of put away the idea that those are people that represent that number with feelings and love. And you're like, yes, you know, 70,000 people died in the SARS break in China. And you're like, you just look at the numbers and you don't realize that those are actually people. And so part of my history is I've had a very difficult time looking back at my history and looking at it as numbers. I don't want to be a number. I don't want to see myself as a statistic. So I've not really looked into the facts yeah. of what happened. So I know basics. Um, the year I was born, 1982, was the year that Ceausescu decided that since Romania is running out of food, um, instead of getting more food, he is going to limit the consumption of each person. Um, so instead of like the regular calories we were supposed to have per day, he decided that people were going to have less than those amount of calories and gave us each little ration cards, which decided how much food we were going to get. And that started the year I was born. So during most of my young childhood, we had ration cards and limited food. That's me looking back later, like reading about it. My personal memories is I remember being four or five and standing in line with my little card while my mom stood in another line because if she had to wait in one line to get food, by the time she got into the second line to get the food, there wouldn't be any left. So we had to kind of divide and conquer. And I'm like this four-year-old kid with a ration card 
and whatever money trying to pay for our food. Um, looking back, I didn't notice. To me, it, I didn't realize that we didn't have any vegetables. I didn't realize that we only had meat on special occasions. I just thought that's how everyone lived. And uh, so the mamaliga, which is polenta with water, and if you're lucky, meat and cheese. And if you're not, it's just that. And you have it for dinner, and then you have it for breakfast the next day. And so that's what, that's what I remember. That was familiar to me. And I didn't realize that that wasn't normal. And <laughs> you really shouldn't survive over that. That doesn't meet your basic nutritional requirements. Um, eventually, um, the Romanian people, I guess, had had enough. And by 89, 90, there was a revolution. Uh, all I remember from that, two things. Uh, and these are like in my memory, and I don't know why I have these very specific memories, but I remember tanks going down our street. Um, and I knew, even as a child, that it was scary and that they're not going off to war, that they are, that they're here for us. They're not fighting some distant enemy. We, I kind of understood that we were the enemy and that I should be scared. And the second one was the picture on TV of Ceausescu and his wife when they were, apparently they were put on trial and found guilty of genocide and um, against their own people, which was the rationing and all that. And that they were put, and they were found guilty and put on trial and all that. And the result was that they were going to be killed by firing squad. And that was on TV. And I was like seven. And, my, and I'm sure my mom was watching it and like, you know, trying to keep up with the news, figure out. And she's watching it and probably didn't even realize I was behind her seeing this. But I, yeah, I was seven. I'm sure she was like, didn't even notice I was there. But I remember seeing the picture of them up against the wall, like shot. So those were my two major memories. Obviously, a lot more happened. But those are my memories. They're not like facts or statistics or numbers. Those are my memories. You mentioned you were seven during all of this. Seven, eight-ish, <laughs> Seven, yes. eight-ish. We came to the United States in 90. The revolution was in 89, 89, 90-ish. And we came in to the United States right after. Uh, so what was it like being a child during all of this revolution? Um, I was sent to the countryside a lot. I know that, so my mom was alone raising three kids. My dad was in the United States. You know, he would try to send stuff back as often as he can. I remember, I can still do the walk. If I went back to Romania, I could do the walk from my apartment complex through, you know, the maze of other apartment complexes to my grandparents' apartment complex. And so we spent quite a bit of time there. Those were my dad's parents. But my mom's parents actually lived in the countryside. They were able to keep their home in the countryside and they used every piece of like their quarter of an acre piece of land for growing food. And so every part of their front yard was like grapes, vegetables, they would have chickens and pigs. And so we spent quite a bit of our time there um, because you know that's where we got, that's who took care of us. My mom had to work full time my dad worked full-time. So my mom actually worked the, the day shift, and my dad would work a night shift and then take on extra jobs. So it was like, you know, just high-fiving each other on the way out as, as you know, hand the kid to the next parent while they went to work. 
Um, and so a lot of our summers and a lot of our time was spent in, in Bayamade, which is where my grandparents lived. All right, so you mentioned a lot of, not negative, but certain... It was horrific. It's okay. Keep going. It's traumatizing. <laughs> traumatizing events that happened while you were in Romania. Uh, but were there any reasons you would like to stay? Uh, no. Uh, I have family there. I have visited family there. Um, so both my parents come from a very large family. We have, uh, my mom is the third oldest of nine, and my dad is the third youngest of nine. Um, everyone on my mom's side is here in the United States, except for two brothers. And everyone on my dad's side is in Romania, except for one sister who escaped to Australia. Um, but since the revolution, I have family all over the world. I have cousins in Austria, Germany, Ireland. Um, I had an uncle who used to live in Canada. So we're kind of spread out all over the world. There's cousins I've never met before. Um, but I have been back to visit. Um, my dad took us one year and it was a nice visit. We got to meet all the family. My dad got to, you know, show us all, all off to <laughs> everyone. They hadn't seen us since we were, since we were like seven, seven and eight. So we went back for one year and then my dad took my other siblings one year too. And, um, but no, I don't think I would love to go back to take my husband and children so they could see where I'm from. But living there is not ever something that I would want to do. So getting on our final question of this uh, podcast, now knowing the outcome of all of your life, would you do it again if it was 100% up to you? Yes, uh, 100%. I feel that everything um, I've gone through, everything that has happened to me, um, I like to see it as a learning experience. Am I going to be a better person afterwards? And that it has led me to the place where I am today. And I am very happy where I am today. I have an amazing husband. I have amazing children. I have a job. Um, I have a very loving family. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. And I don't think that that would have been possible. I think my life would have been very different. Um, obviously, not knowing that the revolution was going to happen, you know, just a few years after my dad left. How long are you, go are you going to survive? How long are you going to live as a family of five on rations that limit how much food you're allowed to have? Um, I have cousins that stayed back and uh, they're not doing as well. So, um, no, uh, definitely not. I definitely think that the person I am today is because we came here to the United States and got the opportunities that, you know, my dad risked his life for. And so I would never change back. Um, all the sacrifices that were made, all the scary things, um, it was worth it. I, I guess, I don't know, maybe I assume my dad would say the same thing because, you know, he's the one, he was the reason why we came. He was the one who escaped. for tuning in to this week's episode of America Versus. If you enjoyed, tune in next week when we talk to Cecilio, an immigrant from the Philippines. Music